0: What's up, guys? Leah Pika here. Today's guests are the masterminds behind the only course designed to triple your efficiency using PowerPoint. Stay tuned to find out who's making a cameo on the Present Beyond Measure Show, Episode 11.
1: Welcome to the Present Beyond Measure Show where you'll learn the best tips, tools and techniques for creating and delivering data visualizations
2: and presentations
1: that inspire data-driven decisions, change hearts and enlighten minds. If you're ready to get your insights noticed, remembered and acted upon, you're in the right place. Now your host, Leah Pika.
0: Hey guys, Welcome to the 11th episode of Present Beyond Measure. Very exciting. I hope you enjoyed your, as I call it, very unhappy Turkey Day. Uh, I I enjoyed mine immensely, even though I'm recording this technically before Turkey Day. But anyway, I digress. So I've bumped up the launch date for this episode a little bit because uh, today's esteemed guests are offering a very special opportunity just for my listeners, which I'm going to tell you about at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. These guests are a little outside of our measure community, but they offer something so valuable to analysts and marketers. I really wish they'd been around when I'd started my career. But first, I want to take a moment to read another lovely review of the show from iTunes. And this review is from Andrew Richardson, and he says, You need this podcast if you ever present anything. If you want to continue creating boring, hard-to-understand, bullet-points-only presentations, then don't give this podcast a listen. But if you want to create engaging, impactful, easy-to-understand presentations that will help you move your business forward, then you need this podcast. Great guests, awesome insights, and some humor mixed in. Leah Pika does it right. Well, thank you so much for that very kind review, Andrew. I, I really appreciate that. And as a show of thanks, I'll be reading out all my favorite reviews just to show my appreciation. Now, if you'd like to leave me a review and get a shout out on the show, please visit the show in iTunes. That's leapikacom slash pbm itunes. Just click on ratings and reviews only takes about 10 seconds. And I really, really appreciate it. Now, before we jump into the show, I'd like to take a moment to mention that my workshop with the Digital Analytics Association in lovely Atlanta is only a few weeks away. You can catch me live on December 10th for a crazy four hour packed session of tips on how to upgrade your presentation and data visualization skills with best practice principles based in neuroscience and tons of time-saving tricks that I have discovered over the years to save your valuable time. And if you're ready to create slides and charts that demonstrate your value to your clients and managers and really create an impact in your organizations, you're ready for a workshop with me. So hop on over to leahpika.com slash DAA workshop to sign up before seats fill up. And that link will also be on the show notes page for this episode at com slash zero one one. All right, let's get to the show. Hey everyone! Today, we're taking a bit of a detour with my two very special guests. They're not analytics experts like the usual guests, but rather, they're experts in helping anyone who uses PowerPoint leverage formatting shortcuts and all sorts of little-known features to triple their efficiency. They've created the only course that I've ever seen dedicated to helping people unlock the speed and power of PowerPoint, and it's super fun to boot. Please help me welcome Camille Holden and Taylor Kroonquist of Nuts and Bolts Training. Hi, guys. Hey, great to be here. (laughs) So excited to have you on. So I first heard of your training course, which is called PowerPoint 3X, through one of my favorite podcasts. It's called The Rad Presenter Show with Stephanie Evergreen and Jonathan Swabish. And they are experts in the art and science of data visualization and presentation. And I immediately signed up for all your free stuff at nuts And I'll put that link on the show notes page, which will be leahpika.com slash 011. It's already helping me take back hours of my time from nitty-gritty formatting stuff and instead using it to actually create nice slides. So before we get into the training, what was the inspiration for your nuts and bolts and uh, how did it come to exist?
2: Well, uh, the slightly longer story is uh, Taylor and I were both living in China at the time and that's where we met and we were both working office jobs. Um, Taylor was working in, in the financial industry consulting for foreign companies trying to enter China. And I was working in public relations and event planning. And we were both kind of day in, day out working in PowerPoint, banging our heads against the computer like everyone else, um, trying to get presentations out and, uh, and build slide decks. And we sort of both in our respective jobs kind of realized that there's a lot of people out there who struggle with the actual program itself. You, just, you know, people just say open a PowerPoint, and create a deck and in reality it's the the using of the program that can be quite a challenge for people and and we both side by side were starting to develop skills, trying to find shortcuts, you know, thinking gosh, there's got to be a better way to do this and sort of spending the time to figure out how to do it the best way, the fastest way possible and and we kind of grew as PowerPoint users. And I was
1: going to say too, especially as like the volume of content you have to sift through increases. So like in my job, we were doing, you know, the Excel decks or the financial models, plus the um, the PowerPoint presentations. And, you know, we were a small team. So the more projects we took on, the more decks we had to build, the more iterations for investors. And, you know, it's so a pretty soon you're needing to churn through hundreds of slides a day, you know, making sure everything's aligned, making sure everything's format consistent. You start to realize that how you go about building your slides, you know, what we call like like the front end of the deck, like how you go about building your slides in the first place has a huge impact on how hard or easy that slide is going to be to update for however you have to spin the slide in the future. So Mm -hmm. we really started to kind of like consolidate a lot of these kind of shortcuts, tips, tricks, you know, things that we've learned from other people, things we figured out from Excel into kind of like a, a workflow process that just started helping us day in and day out kind of crunch through more of our decks faster and, you know, get out of the office. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we joke ab- about making it to happy hour and often that's, it's sort of a, it's kind of a joke because most, most people that we work with and most people that we were, you know, at the time in our jobs, you know, we, we'd love to have made it to happy hour. In reality, we got faster, just meant so we had more projects to work on. But, <laughs> right. but ideally, you can make it out of the office and, and go and, and do something else with your, with your time. Right. You know, it's, it's funny because,
0: um, one of the more shocking things that I dropped during my main session that I use to help educate people on better presentations is it's not a PowerPoint problem. It's a people problem. Mm-hmm. And it's learning a framework, a process, and a system for getting the most out of that and saving, not repeating the same tasks over and over, Mm. using 800 clicks to get there. And people are really surprised by this because they're always like, oh, PowerPoint sucks, death by PowerPoint. So that's why I think your training is so fantastic because it's trying to knock down all those barriers so you can actually use PowerPoint as a tool and not as a crutch, I guess.
2: Yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised how many times we hear the moaning about PowerPoint. And ultimately, you know, we're, you know, a lot of people hear us say that we we train people in PowerPoint. They think you, you must love PowerPoint. And ultimately, <laughs> we're, we're kind of neutral. I mean, we think it's a great tool. It's not so much what we think about the program. It's the matter of fact is we have to use it. Uh, right. This is a tool that's required of us. We might as well figure out how to use it best possible. You know, we're, we're neutral about the tool, but what we're not neutral about is people's willingness to invest the time to actually learn the tool. I think if you're using it day in and day out and you're not spending time figuring out how to be more efficient about it, it's it's a shame because your your, you know, your life could be radically different if you were a lot yeah. faster.
0: Absolutely, and I think everyone's always asking what are the greatest latest greatest tools that are coming out? I want to know about the next tool instead of sort of mastering the most ubiquitous tool that you're sure to use no matter where you're going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not have even access to later tools, but I would argue that some of the other tools, one in particular, I can think of that Zooms, yeah. <laughs> a little hint there, <laughs> is so, the learning curve is crazy for creating something that doesn't make your audience seasick right. and, um, you know, it's very difficult to master. So I absolutely believe in mastering the fundamentals
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, along that line, mastering the fundamentals. the funny thing about PowerPoint, I think this is kind of the entire office suite. I kind of always joke about it that, you know, we all go to college and we use Microsoft Word and we use Excel and we use PowerPoint, you know, and then 10 years later, you're basically still using the programs the same exact way, even though they've been through like four <laughs> upgrades. You don't even know where, you know, like, I mean, we still see people who like drop text boxes on top of shapes all the time, which was like yeah. the de facto only way to do that in PowerPoint 2003. Okay. But, you know, here you are 10 years later and, you know, just... You know, like you said, getting the fundamentals and kind of upgrading the fundamentals as the program shifts can make a huge difference in your workday.
0: It's so funny. Um, my first real exposure to PowerPoint was I took a course in it in college. And that course was probably the thing that set me down the completely wrong path because <laughs> all it did was show me every terrible, useless feature of a slide transition <laughs> animations and laser beaming in words and things. Oh, yeah. And we, we were, we were graded higher depending on how creative we were oh, with gosh. things like that. And instead it didn't show me anything about the principles of basic visual design, um, how the brain absorbs information and then things like that. Um, yeah. We, I always laugh about that.
1: We, we call that the 10,000 command approach to PowerPoint, which <laughs> is just, it's just, you know, if you read a book too, like the book, you know, if you get a PowerPoint book and there's a lot of good stuff in those books, but they kind of start, like you said, A to Z, walk you right. through every menu, every gradient fill, every option you could ever do. And then assume that because you've now been through the 10,000 <laughs> commands that you're now going to come out the back end and have any idea what you're doing. You're just like, oh my God, I gotta now I gotta use ten thousand commands to build my slide. And it's like, oh man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need a framework, not a giant menu of <laughs> You need the, the, the tasting course is better yeah. than the uh, the giant menu.
2: Well, and that's the approach we took when, when we set out to build our course. I mean, for me, for example, just Uh, We've had to learn how to build a website, for example. And that's one of the things that I'm constantly trying to figure out is like, why, you know, asking the question, why would I use this feature? Why does this matter? Why is it here? What's it useful for? So, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm constantly, you know, these different programs that we're, we're, we're now forced to kind of learn to build a website. Constantly trying to seek out that okay, you tell me this function is here, but why is it here? What's it used for? Why would I use it? Why would I not use it? And that's kind of what we set out to do in our course: is is Mm -hmm. to make sure that anytime we introduce something, we told you why it was useful, why it was not useful. You know, when to use it, when not to use it. We don't just introduce something for the sake of introducing it. There's always a reason behind it. There's always a purpose for it. I think that helps a lot. At least it helps. It helps me. That's the kind of approach I like when I'm learning something because. It, like Taylor said, you can learn the ten thousand commands, but if nobody tells you why you'd ever use them, you <laughs> swivel in animation, it's like okay, well, it was just another piece of knowledge in your in your brain, but it's it's not going to go anywhere if you if you don't really have a purpose for it. So, we we tried our best to make our course kind of centered around the whole you know functionality behind everything we show you.
0: That's great. And now what were some of the biggest mistakes that you saw your teams making in their presentations when you were getting started or the most inefficient tasks that inspired this?
1: The most inefficient tasks. I mean, you know, Dex Dex clients would send us, usually you had, you know, disaster slide masters. So there's, there's, you know, a lot of misconstrued ideas about what should be happening on the slide master. And then a lot of different people are using it to, it's kind of one of those things that is interesting about these office programs is like, you can actually accomplish a lot, even though you've technically done it the wrong way. And there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, doing things, what I guess would be Not correct, but it does work at the end, but then it creates this kind of big untangling effect at the end of it. So I to say slide yeah. masters, and then like too many objects, and you know, crooked lines and unalignments was a massive issue that people would, would struggle think, with. Yeah,
2: that, that's what I was going to say. I think there's one that's actually the most pernicious one because it's so subtle, and that's just the simple things like misalignments. You know, like mm-hmm. your headline is bouncing around as you go from slide to slide, or objects nice. are, are you know s- shifting around, and and your your page number is you know, moving and wiggling and whatever, you know, there's some glaring ones and you can always, those are easy to fix, but things like that, that, that make even a decent looking slide look unprofessional. Um, sure. I think those are some of the, the bigger ones that are actually quite easy to fix. And we've come up with all kinds of weird <laughs> workarounds to get it to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, so I think that's, those are the ones for me, you know, that were the, the toughest because I could always rebuild a slide, but trying to get the, you know, a hundred slide deck to get all the titles to, be fixed, you know, after the fact, um, those were some of the most painful, painful ones.
0: I know I've, I've gone into client decks where they didn't even leverage the title Mm -hmm. as part of the master, just pasted a text box and trying to get that formatted consistently was just crazy. So I, I absolutely think the slide master is like one of the unsung heroes Mm -hmm. of of PowerPoint, you can, I don't even, I don't do a thing with presentations until I've pretty much finished the slide master and then just maybe make a few tweaks afterwards. But I mean, some of the tips that you've given, even just through your email newsletter, like fixing the crooked line, I was like, my God, how many times (laughs) have I tried (laughs) to get that line straight? And, um, you know, the, the alignment tricks, uh, are amazing. And I think when they launched the snap guides in PowerPoint, finally, I think my life changed, Yeah. but, um, that's the alignment is huge. So, so, you know, a a complaint that I hear a lot from my audience is how do I get my clients to do this stuff better? And it sounds like you had to work with people, you you were probably showing them a better way through the work that you were doing. So what would you say? Did did they take notice of that? Did they say, Hey, this is, this looks great. I want to learn more about how you're doing this.
1: I mean, for me, for client projects, um, again, keeping in mind that we were kind of in finance doing transactions. So typically we had a lot of stuff on our slides to begin Mm -hmm. with, which was just standard. And so what I would normally do is I would first build the deck with all of the content. I wouldn't try to trim it down. I wouldn't try. I would just build the slides with the content on it to a level that I thought was, you know, that flew for us, was going to fly for the client. And then I would basically duplicate the, the, the presentation. I would iterate over it and I would basically trim down the text, enlarge the, the visual imagery and whatever. And I would just sit down. I remember one client in particular, I sat down. It's like, okay, here's one deck we can do. Here's the one I recommend we do, and here's why this is so much better. This gives you more talking points. There's less text. It's this, it's that, the other thing. And when he saw them in comparison like that, he actually went with the more visual layout, which was the correct one by my standard. Hmm. But he was the client. So if he wanted to go the other direction, I had that all ready to go. I was like, we can do this. That's what you wanted to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting strategy. So show them what it would look like if they stayed the course, but show them what you could do if you were following better practices and kind of let them decide. And then ultimately it's their call.
1: Yeah. And point out why, right? Cause if you just send it to them and you just say, okay, here's the two decks. <laughs> right. one, yeah. They, they might not have in the back of their mind why one is different than the other, why their logo is not on this slide, but it's on this slide or why the picture mm-hmm. is somewhat, you know what I mean? They, they needed someone to kind of lead them and kind of walk them through the kind of strategy of the verbal presentation.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it, part of it's a double edged sword, you know. In a way, once you become good enough at PowerPoint and start showing people better ways to do things, you're going to get a lot more sent your way. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> double your workload. <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden
2: it's like, well, know. you did a great last time. Why don't we just send it to you directly from now on? Um, but you yeah. know that could be a good thing if you're trying to climb up and, and prove, prove your value. But um, it's it is it is funny once once clients are kind of or you know colleagues are won over suddenly everything goes your way and it's, it's it's kind of a you have a moment there where you're like ah oh, darn it <laughs> what did i do yeah.
0: <laughs> never mind put yeah. your logo on every slide <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's get to the good stuff tell me all about the powerpoint 3x training i mean
1: powerpoint 3x is it's really all about speed and efficiency so i actually counted it there's like 1038 commands in powerpoint <laughs> Right, I mean, it sounds boring, but I went through the list and I counted them because I was just curious. And literally 60 of those commands make up, I say 80%, I'd almost guess 90 to 95% of most people's workday, which is mostly your formatting, your alignments, your adjustments, your layerings. And basically we've just taken those 60 commands and using the four different flavors of shortcuts, hooked them up to your keyboard so that 80% of what you do on a, a general basis daily basis is all of a sudden just being keyboard driven and you're not digging through file menus and you can obviously start making much more, um, you know, better decisions or rapid fire decisions about things because you can quickly kind of iterate over your layouts and try a bunch of different stuff.
0: That's incredible. I mean, I think keyboard shortcuts, I I would say I'm in a pretty keyboard shortcut savvy audience, but Mm. maybe not for PowerPoint because sometimes it's like eight keystrokes to change the font size. (laughs) Maybe I'm exaggerating, but...
1: I was going to say font size one, so then you got that, you just control forward bracket, control back bracket, we'll just kind of walk text size <laughs> right. up or walk text size back, but you know, you're right, there are, you know, people, you know, you'll meet people and they'll know about ribbon guides, right? So mm-hmm. you hit the alt key and then you drill into your ribbon They'll right. say, oh, but that's so far away. But so those people that know the ribbon guides oftentimes don't know the QAT, so you can actually take these, you know, far, hard to reach commands like the alignment tool, stick it right on your QAT and take a five keystroke shortcut and make it a two keyboard shortcut, and yeah. if you do that with these, you know, kind of couple you don't even have to go overboard. You can just get a couple of commands that you use all the time, is what I tell people. Just what do you do every single day that drives you nuts or drives you crazy or you feel like you're repeating you repeat, yourself yeah. over and yeah. over and just just take those. You don't even need to get crazy and, you know, do it. You don't have time to take a whole program or whatever. Just put those on your QAT and just force yourself to use them. I mean you can literally like double your daily productivity just doing that. It's crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I'm so glad you mentioned the QAT because I've mentioned this to a couple of people in my field and they're like, eh? <laughs> I mean, before you guys, I think I had like the save as button on my QAT. Oh, yeah. So can you, uh, what does it stand for? And can you tell us a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, the QAT stands for Quick Access Toolbar and it's, it exists in across the office suite. Um, so Word, Excel, PowerPoint.
1: 2007 and later.
2: 2007 and later. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't work on Mac. Uh, PowerPoint for Mac or office for Mac. So it doesn't exist there, which is, which is unfortunate, but we can get into that later. Um, is that, um, the 2016
0: version as well?
1: To my knowledge, I haven't seen it on a Mac yet, but mm-hmm. my knowledge is that it, w- it won't be there either.
2: Oh, uh, it's a shame. Yeah. But they
1: can use toolbars. So if you have a Mac, oh, use, okay. use toolbars. Yeah. It's a little bit different, okay. but more or less the same.
2: Okay. And so when you open up your, you know, the PowerPoint or whatever software um, in the Office Suite, it'll either be at, you know, at the top of your ribbon or, or below it. And it's basically like the name says, quick access toolbar. So it's it's a quick way to get to certain commands. And when you open it, the default is um, it's like save, undo, redo. And I think mm-hmm. that's it. There may be one Touch other Touch
1: mouse mode Touch if you have a, a tablet computer or something. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And, uh, and basically those commands are kind of useless on the quick access toolbar because there's a lot of very easy shortcuts that almost everyone does all the time anyway, like control S, control Y, right. control Z. So we, what we recommend people do is they remove those from the quick access toolbar and they actually put what Taylor was saying, You know, the commands that they use uh, the most frequently all the time, particularly ones that are buried deep in the ribbon where you can't easily click or hotkey your way there. So, mm-hmm. and the quick access toolbar can be different for different people. You know, if you use a lot of tables and charts, maybe you want to put a bunch of commands that relate to those elements, you know, mm-hmm. your quick access toolbar, if you use a lot of pictures, for example, you know, every time you open, you paste a picture or you select a picture, the little picture tools tab will open and then you have to you know, dig deep into there. Well, if it's on your QAT, all you have to do is hit the Alt key and hit the number that pops up that relates to that command and boom, you're there, you know, so you don't even have to take right. your hands off of your keyboard. So that's kind of the QAT in a nutshell. Um, we've fine-tuned ours for kind of what most people use PowerPoint for. It's kind of the what we think will save people the most amount of time, the, the commands they use the most frequently, but it's it's totally customizable and anyone can put kind of whatever commands they want on it.
1: But the number one command that everybody should put on their QAT, I'm like on a mission. Let's hear it. (laughs) A mission to get everyone. It's on our YouTube channel. It's on our website. You stick that alignment tool. Yep. You just have to right click it in the ribbon, right click, and it'll say add to Quick Access Toolbar. And you just need to move it to that first position Mm -hmm. so that anytime you want to align something in PowerPoint, you just hit Alt 1 and then L for left, T for top, B for bottom, R for right, H for distribute horizontally. That, I mean, that will cut people's time in half literally overnight because, you know, if you're building graphics, you're not just, you know, inserting a new slide and typing text. If you're building unique, customized graphics, that's what you do all day long, (laughs) all over the place.
0: That one was like a revelation for me when I started to use it. It it took a few, it it takes some uh, muscle memory Mm -hmm. practice to to remember to hit alt and then which number is it? Because now my QAT is like. Probably excessively long. (laughs) Um, But I know, like, I've had. A number of objects where i am i have text several text boxes centered inside a white box or something and um i want everything centered or aligned justified and in seconds they're perfect and i don't oh, yeah. have to agonize over is it two pixels too far
1: yeah. yeah or if you have just a single object i mean a lot of people even know the alignments will don't realize if you just select a single object and use the alignment total now use your slide as right. the, the anchor shape so you know I've literally gone through people's decks where like, can you polish it? But I need this back in five minutes. And I go through each slide. And I just go, you know, all one center align, all one center align. I just center align all their stuff. So that it like, you know, looks better than what it was. I couldn't do much, but that was enough. They're like, wow, that looks really good. I was like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. So I definitely think that if folks unlock the power of the QAT and I'm, I'm still learning myself, um, especially with alignment and I do have the entire chart menu. And I think the selection pane is one of my favorite discoveries mm. in PowerPoint because you're always sending things to back and then wait, now you can't see it. Yeah. Um, mm. selection pane is my favorite. <laughs> so uh, now you guys, uh, what, who would you say the 3X training is best for?
1: I mean we always say it's really you know it's an, I mean from from my from my field so it's like analysts, consultants, anybody who's crunching the deck, so we were deck mm-hmm. crunchers so our senior our senior leaders would, would would get the projects, land the clients, and then we'd build the pitch books mm-hmm. so people who are crunching decks
2: Got so it. typically building presentations that are not actually live. You know, presented presentations. So, Mm -hmm. so they're they're more like a document. Um, It's something that you you'll email to someone, or you you'll print, or occasionally put on a screen. But you know, in kind of a small boardroom kind of a setting. So we we were very rarely building presentations that were done live in front of an audience. So that just means that you know the font's going to be smaller. The content is going to be much heavier on the slides. Got it. Yeah,
1: timelines. You know, hierarchy. corporate valuations, hierarchies. You know, off. I mean, just all this crazy stuff you can pack onto a slide. And you can really do it, and make it look really sharp and professional. But you know, now you're dealing with like 70 objects on a single slide. <laughs> you know, that's where all these shortcuts or uh, how you again, kind of the flow process comes back into play.
2: So what we've, you know, our course really, I think if if you use PowerPoint once a week, you know, it might not be worth it. You to to invest the time to to learn this these productivity hacks and to kind of develop a system to use mm-hmm. PowerPoint but if you're using PowerPoint day in and day out I kind of think it doesn't really matter what you're building that ultimately because you're in the program so much um you know the course will be perfect for you so it, it kind of crosses across industries I mean we have students we have people in in the US government or military we have mm-hmm. uh consultants bankers
1: people getting their masters yeah
2: teachers it really mm-hmm. kind of is it spans a whole cross section of industries, but, but the one commonality is these people care about their time, uh, <laughs> care about being fast and just getting it done, you know, and, uh,
1: and they're picky about their slides. They want their slides to look good. I mean, they, yeah. they're the ones that when they see a slide, they can tell that there's something unaligned or they can tell that the formatting is not all the way there and they actually yeah. want it to be, because some people just don't care. Like my old boss, he kind of wanted it right, but it didn't really matter to him. So he mm-hmm. needed someone with that kind of like attention to detail. That was like, no, no, no. We want this color to be perfect. Yeah. But then was like, how do you do that fast?
0: Right. And, you know, in, in my industry, people present pretty often and we get caught between creating slides that aren't really great for live presentation, but because they email them afterwards as mm-hmm. sort of a handout, but they don't even really serve that purpose really well. either. So I think probably your tricks would be great for helping people develop a handout based on a live presentation, because that is definitely a step that most people I would say don't take, Mm -hmm. but is really valuable because I'm told that a lot of people can't make meetings and they do need to uh, read something afterwards and not be led through live.
2: Right. I mean, I think once you, once you start realizing that PowerPoint isn't can be less of a task and can take less time. All of a sudden, the amount of slides you can create the presentations, you can create doubles. You're much more willing. You know, for for me, I think it, the, the hesitation would have been, well, I just don't have the time to make this handout, this extra mm-hmm. extra document. You know, I just, I'm just going to make the one, but suddenly if you can do it a lot faster, if you know a couple shortcuts to duplicate your presentation really quickly, move things around, boom, 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 you know, it suddenly becomes less of a task and you find yourself probably more willing to create you know, documents that that might actually really help in your situation. Exactly. Sure.
0: So you guys created one of probably the most epic PowerPoint keyboard shortcut guide that I've ever seen. <laughs> I have it bookmarked on every computer. <laughs> <laughs> I visit it regularly. What are some of the most useful ones would you say? And how how long did it take to just dig up and find all of those? <laughs>
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know how long it took. I mean, the, the, (laughs) the the one thing about that short, because people always ask us like, Oh, I need to learn more shortcuts. And there's, you know, there's 150 control shortcuts alone, or there's even more than that probably. And so people are like, Oh, I just don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't have the time to do that. So what we did was tried to really group those shortcuts on like areas of activity. Mm -hmm. Right. So I tell people like, yeah, you look, use the selection pane a lot. Okay. Here's all the selection paints, Just start there. Or you use, you know, you know, charts a lot, like just start there, like just start on one because once you start getting hooked on a shortcut or two, you'll learn, you know, everyone's it takes a minute to get going. But once you get your third, fourth, fifth shortcut down, you realize how much time it's saving you and how much <laughs> more quickly you could be doing this. And how much time you've been wasting, you know, you're almost kicking yourself in the butt. Like how, it's like one of those things you're like, how did I not know that? I've been using the program for years. It's
2: like watching your parents, you know, right click to copy and right click Uh, to paste. It's just, how did I ever do that before?
0: Uh, Or yeah, go to Google and then type in google.com to search for Google and then.
1: (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> so, um so, you know, it's kind of like that. So we, we just kind of people wanted more shortcuts, we wanted to give it to them. And we, you know, we wanted to try to add values, because there's obviously lists of shortcuts online already. So, you know, the question was, how can we add more value to this shortcut list? And so we said, well, we can group one group them based on uh, common activities. And we obviously made Short clippy YouTube videos um, <laughs> yeah. showing people how to kind of tie them together into kind of some wicked combinations. Well,
2: and kind of like we said before, you know, like people will put the, for example, to give to give your audience a tidbit. Um, one of our favorite shortcuts is Control D for duplicate. It's it's mm-hmm. like Control C Control V, but all in one shortcut. So it's already twice as fast. But but you'll find that that shortcut on some people's lists on some websites occasionally. But what you, they don't tell you is the added bonus functionality of control d and so we try to make sure that we said that in all of our shortcut related material that there's actually a bonus feature of this of yes. this shortcut and the bonus feature is that if you control d duplicate an object once and you move it to a certain place you hit control d again that object will be copied again but in the exact same distance and position from the first movement you made so it's kind of hard to, it's easier to show visually but um, basically if you move some you know. C- duplicate something and and align it perfectly you just hit control d however many times and your object will be you know pasted perfectly evenly throughout your throughout your slide and then that's just a a gem of a shortcut that you wouldn't just never know if you looked up duplicate they'd tell you it's control d and that's it yeah i remember seeing
0: that video demonstration and i tried it myself and i was like what is this sorcery <laughs>
2: <laughs> i think most people would think it's an error actually if they did yeah. it once by mistake yeah. they're like what's going on why is well, it moving this way
1: well it's yeah. almost like until you realize what's happening you do think it's an error you're like why did my right. why did my box just jump way down there <laughs> yeah. but then when you realize if you build your slides you know what we call you know relative alignment position if you build it like kind of like in, a, in in such a way, you can basically use that control D to duplicate to fill in your entire layout. It just goes, boom, 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 and just everything fills in perfectly. And you're like, there you go. I don't even have to use the alignment tool. It's amazing.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah. I mean, unlocking these kinds of things, I think, is what makes what you do so valuable to so many people, even for the best experts, I'm sure, don't know half of the things that are buried in there. So what kinds of outcomes have your students seen and achieved by taking your course?
2: Well, speaking of shortcuts reminds me of a, of a story of, a, of a, a student who took her program and got so into the shortcuts that she wrote back. And she was like, now I'm, I'm finding shortcuts for Gmail. I'm finding shortcuts for, <laughs> yeah. you know, she's a, yeah, <laughs> it a gateway drug to sort of
1: all other programs. Uh,
2: but you know, it is true that ultimately if it, it's kind of a mindset and once you, once you get, kind of introduced to it and you start applying it, you know, it kind of applies not only across the entire office suite, but across a whole bunch of computer software. So there's just a a side note that you reminded me of. It's kind of funny.
1: (laughs) But yeah, I mean, just like, I mean, we've had, we get tons of emails, but like, so, you know, part of our course is we say, we'll guarantee that we'll save you three hours a week in PowerPoint. If, you know, if you're using it regularly. And like, I remember this one guy, like took the first unit and was like, emailed me. He's like, I literally saved six hours just in one (laughs) unit alone today. He's like, Oh my God, thank you so much. And I was like, there you go. Like, wait till you get to the rest of the course.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't, don't jump the gun yet. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. So do you have any plans for covering what's coming in PowerPoint 2016? Or do you think people will still be using the earlier versions enough to hold over?
1: Well, you will. I'm like an early adapter to all upgrades of just about everything. Um, we, 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 I went through the beta version. I think they held a lot back because in the beta version mm-hmm. of 2016, I literally only saw one difference, which was this kind of like, it was kind of like a search area where like if you didn't know where something was you could just type you know font color and it would just drill down to that from the from the search menu so it was like it was like a little added feature in the ribbon nice so we'll definitely look into that you know we're definitely retool our course if there's new advancements and how we can be faster but what we really found is you know most of the speed tricks techniques and just kind of the workflow process of how to really build slides really really quickly it doesn't matter if you're using 2007 doesn't matter if you're using 2010 there's a couple of features in 2013 like the you know um, the intersect commands and the subtract commands mm-hmm. you know so there's a couple new tools to add along the way but the basic 90% of the workflow and how to be really fast in effective just it doesn't you don't get outdated it's like a skill And once you have that skill, you you just have it. And the program's not going to change for you very much.
0: Right. The foundation's going to stay the same, but maybe they're getting better finally at surfacing (laughs) some of the magic. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hidden there. So do you have any new courses in the works? We've got a
1: whole charting and tables unit that's going to come out soon.
0: Cool. Um, oh, I know my audience will love that.
1: <laughs> so that's one, and then I mean, we're going to be at the presentation summit, and I'm doing which is funny because I kind of always make fun of the the presentation advice: just add more pictures. <laughs> um, you know, I kind of always tease all the gurus because they were like, "Just add more pictures," which is funny. Uh, but I'm actually my presentations on uh, picture extension techniques. So taking non-perfect, crappy, low-quality photos that don't fit the full screen or don't go sixteen by nine, and it's a bunch of you know, kind of tips, tricks, and techniques for extending that photo across. So instead of spending more time on Google searching for the perfect photo, which often doesn't exist, it's how do you take mm-hmm. a photo that doesn't fit and make it full screen?
2: How do you take what you have, you know, and work with it?
1: Yes. And then, and of course, on top of that, we float stuff over the top of it because we love all the content and the tables and whatever. But that's a, another little like side branch out thing that we'll be doing soon too.
0: I might be front row for that because (laughs) I do work with a lot of imagery for sort of the the higher stakes presentations that I do, Mm. and by far and away, it's getting that image resized and making sure it looks high quality. That is probably one of my number one gripes. So, let me know. So there you
1: go. We'll We'll let you see it as soon as it's ready. It's pretty nice. It's pretty cool.
0: So you're partnering with someone named Leah, I love that name, um, <laughs> from Spicy Presentations. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so Peace, so she goes by Peace Spice.
0: <laughs> okay, That's, Peace Spice.
1: Anyway, so Peace Spice, PowerPoint <laughs> Spice, Peace Spice. Um, when we were first getting started, I mean, we were, you know, just quick, long story, I guess we were just like, we were looking for kind of anybody out in our space that was doing cool stuff. And she runs one of the more popular um, PowerPoint YouTube channels. She's got tons of, you know, tutorials on animations, which is again, something that we don't really, not something we used a lot. All of our decks were were typically printed and you can't Mm -hmm. print an animation. So there was really no reason for me to go Mm -hmm. learn to do animations. And she had this awesome YouTube channel. She's a really active community and she kind of had a little bit of a website up and she really wanted to make a website. We basically just, you know, she took our course. She loved it. She loved what we were doing. We said like, hey, why don't we just combine our efforts and you can just, you know, do all this animation stuff. So we've kind of, she on our blog kind of has a uh, spicy presentations this is a whole nother kind of separate blog for animators and people that want to get more creative with their picture effects and stuff.
0: That's really neat because, um, something I'm going to be writing about is how I think animation is sort of, uh, the best kept secret for helping reveal information a little bit out of time mm. during a live presentation. Uh, something my audience struggles with is having slides that are covered in numbers and, complex charts Mm. and i think it's a little bit all too much at once so i've used a lot of animation to do like a the slow reveal like the striptease (laughs)
2: striptease.
0: (laughs) (laughs) little pieces here and there rather than the trench coat flash that (laughs) i I call it (laughs) um so i'm i'm definitely going to be checking that out and i'll make sure that that's also on the show notes page
1: awesome yeah, and it's, I mean pea spice is just a master form which she can pull together with these animations
2: yeah she blows us away every single time yeah she
1: sends us her videos like hey what do you think of this I'm like
2: how the heck did you do that that's amazing
0: <laughs> I know I saw one that was how to create fireworks and I was like I don't even know how to even
1: <laughs> <And> how, how <laughs> real that. did those look I mean that was crazy <laughs> yeah. I was like that looks like a real firework are you sure <laughs> was, anyway super cool stuff <laughs>
0: So I call the next segment, the upgrade, and that's a power tip for PowerPoint Excel or the other tools that we use in our trade to do everything more awesome. So your entire job revolves around this. So I'm expecting Mm. you have something super awesome you can drop for us.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've got a couple. Um, The number one, so, you know, the number one tip I have for people working with charts, which is a lot of us is um, chart templates. And I find that mm-hmm. most analysts and consulting companies even don't even know about chart templates. So you can take a pre-formatted, a chart you've already formatted. So this kind of goes back to our whole concept of, you know, format once, reuse often. You want to reuse something you've formatted as often as possible. And, you know, you can right-click your chart, save as a chart template, and basically push all of your formatting adjustments not only under charts within your PowerPoint presentation, but those chart templates work in Word and Excel. Mm-hmm. So you can actually update your dashboard. You can update your investment memorandum. You can update your pitch book all off some standard chart format. I and mean, that's kind of like the number one time-saving tip I, I think there is for people to use a lot of charts.
0: Totally. I love that one. <laughs> I-, I give that one a lot. Um, okay. Anything else?
1: Yeah, I mean, another, another great one in PowerPoint, I think, is um, the control one shortcut for your charts. I don't know if you guys know that one. Hmm, um, oh. So, you know, if, if, drilling through, you always want to, another thing you always want to like avoid is drilling or trying to dig through formatting menus. Well, if you're in PowerPoint and you want to format almost any aspect of your chart, if you just hit control one, it'll pop open the dialog box to the specific formatting options for that specific element. So your, your axis, your, your data label, your column chart, your whatever it is, you just, control one and just boom pops it open you make your adjustment you're 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 back on you're done
0: that is amazing (laughs) thank you (laughs) this is why i do a podcast (laughs) anything else or i know you've already given us yeah no i mean mean another another great one is uh (laughs) you
1: know just going back to kind of your qat i guess you don't even have to put it on your qat but i guess another one is um i put them on my qat so the shape fill and the shape outline Right. So just filling your shape colors and and doing your outlines of your shapes. Well, those work on charts. So one, you can kind of recolor your charts very quickly just using shape fill. You don't have to right click and go into any file menus. You just, Hmm. you know, if you have it set up on your QAT, alt, whatever that number is, you change the color. Same thing for the outline. Your axes are just outlines. So you can actually use the outline command. Again, if it's on your QAT, it's just a couple keystrokes away. You don't have to, again, dig through the file menus to change your axis. You know, whatever to, ha- uh, you know, one and a half points or whatever. You just, you yeah, just totally use that outline tool.
0: These are awesome. And I'm, I'm sure that this is not even barely scratching the surface of everything <laughs> you guys offer. So thank you so much for sharing those. And, um, no problem. I have one last question and this is my fun one. So imagine this scenario. You're at an exotic noodle bowl sampling event when suddenly a noodle pulls you into your bowl through a rip in time and you're brought back to the precise moment you're about to give your first presentation or design your first presentation. What would you say to the past you?
1: Okay, I got one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it pause
1: <could> pause <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: uh i think first present first time presenters and a lot of people have even done a log like forget to just pause make a point and then like shut up <laughs> and then like look at people because right i mean people need time to process i think one of the problems when we get nervous or we're in a big you know presentation whether it's high stakes or even just with our colleagues you feel like you got to rush through everything and like get all your points out and like look at this look at that look at that i'm just like what are you talking about if you just like make a point You know, pause, let people soak it in, make your next point, you know, try to make eye contact with someone. And that's, that's, it gives you the
2: brain space too to make sure that you, the next thing you say is what you wanted to say and how you wanted to say it. And it's hard to get used to it first, but you realize if you space things out, you can start to think more clearly too and maybe release some of those endorphins that are kicking because you're nervous speaking in, you know, in front of a group.
0: Absolutely. I, I know for a fact firsthand, as someone who suffers from extreme stage fright, that um, forgetting to pause due to nerves is a great way to kind of disconnect with your audience. And those dramatic pauses are really what kind of reel people back in. Great tip. I love that. Look at people. I like it. So. And smile. You can
1: smile during your presentation. People like it.
0: (laughs) I know. It's not a funeral. It's not a funeral.
1: Exactly. (laughs) I hope it's not.
0: Some people feel like it is, I think. (laughs) So I could talk with you guys all day, but unfortunately, we've run out of time. So can you tell the listeners where they can keep up with
2: you? Yeah, so our, our website is, uh, is at nutsandboltsspeedtraining.com. It's all spelled out. All spelled out. Nuts and bolts speed training. Um, uh, we also have a U- YouTube channel. If you just. Google nuts and bolts B training into YouTube or I guess YouTube it, um, Mm that we have a whole, a whole channel there. Um, PowerPoint spice is the, the other YouTube channel. And yeah, if, if you're interested in shortcuts on our website, you'll, you'll get there. And the first thing you'll be asked for is to sign up for, uh, for the shortcut, the PowerPoint shortcut cheat sheet. If you want to download that for free. So, that's kind of mostly where you can find us. We're on Facebook and Twitter, but our website's kind of the the hub for all the all the goodies. So mm. that's where I would go. And I'll make sure that
0: all of the links you've mentioned today are on the show notes page. Again, that will be Leapika.com slash I can personally vouch that your free newsletter is amazing. So definitely sign up for that. And I just want to thank you so much again for being on the show today. I look forward to learning more about all the courses you have planned and your future stuff. So please take care.
2: Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having us.
0: (music) Aren't they Awesome. I honestly believe that Camille and Taylor are doing a public service with this training. I can't possibly calculate the hours they've helped me save with our online course, and they just added a data visualization module to the course, which I'm testing out right now, and it's all about formatting charts super fast and accessing table formatting that's normally a pain in the you-know. And just for you, my beloved listeners, Camille and Taylor are offering a free one-hour webinar with me on Friday, December 4th at... At 2 p.m. Eastern. That's all about mastering the QAT, which they talked about, which is the best kept secret in PowerPoint and Excel. And they'll be giving you sneak peeks at what you can learn in the data viz modules with PowerPoint 3X. I really hope that you'll join me for this web class. It's going to be jam packed with amazing free tricks that are going to last throughout your Microsoft office career. So to register, please go to leahpika.com slash webinar, and you can learn more about the session, or you'll find a link to sign up on the show notes page at leahpika.com slash 011. And on the show notes page, you'll also be able to review all of the resources that we mentioned, all of the upgrade tips he talked about, view the transcript, uh, lots of other stuff. And I would love if you could leave me a comment or suggestions and join in the conversations because I want to hear about the challenges you face about creating an impact with your data presentations. Or you can tweet me a question for the show by including my Twitter handle, which is at Leah Pica, and including the hashtag PBM as in present beyond measure. And I'm going to leave you with today's little bit of presentation inspiration. And that's from Henry David Thoreau. And I think this quote is perfect for today's episode. And that is, our lives are frittered away by detail. Simplify, simplify. And use the tools at your disposal to simplify super fast. Stay in the spotlight. Namaste.